should be singing in your podcast. I hope you have all had a lovely week. And if you feel like it, let me know on my Instagram. You can either drop me a little DM on alicia.a.k or the beauty and being real. Today, we are going to be discussing relationships, talking stage relationships, exes, everything to do with romantic relationships. And today's quote, it came up on my Pinterest and I thought, oh, this would be quite good for today's episode. And it is, a healthy relationship will inspire you to be more of who you are, not require you to give up who you are. And I think that's really important because so many people in relationships find themselves being lost like losing themselves in a relationship to either please the other person or just genuinely losing parts of themselves especially if they're in like a toxic or controlling relationship and they aren't able to go out as much they aren't able to do the things they love anymore they can sort of become a shadow of themselves which isn't right it's disgusting and nobody should be forced to become a shadow of themselves when they can be a whole and beautiful person So yeah, that's why I picked out this quote for today's episode and I will be discussing everything to do with relationships. Well, not everything, but as much as I can to do with relationships in this episode. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. off by talking about the different love languages so the first one I wanted to talk about was words of affirmation so I've done a little bit of research into these so I'll be using some so I'll be using some little bits of information that I found to help explain them so words of affirmation people who prize verbal connection so they enjoy it or not enjoy it they appreciate if you tell them precisely what you appreciate or admire about them for example, well, I mean, the most basic one is I love you, or I have so much love for you, or I'm so in love with you, something like that. It could be something like, oh, thank you so much for making dinner yesterday, I really appreciate it. I loved how you did your hair today. I loved how you helped me clean. I loved how you helped me organise everything, which is fuck and yeah so that's the first sort of love language the second one is acts of service so that's when people who we love give us like a little bit of help with something or do something kind for us for example if you're too stressed with stuff and they go out of their way to go to a shop for you so that's one thing less for you to do that day if remembering to water flowers for you um helping you or cooking dinner for you something like that so everyone sort of thinks when they hear acts of service it's like oh that means they're so high maintenance and I've got to like be her slave or be his slave or be their slave it's not it's little things like just helping them out so if you know they're really busy at work just bringing them lunch that could really mean a lot to them so the third love language I want to talk about is gifts and that can be seen as someone who's quite high maintenance materialistic but it's not necessarily that it could be something that's more personal so something handmade 
whether it's like a photo album of the two of you together, whether it's just like something that means something like let's say you made them their favorite dinner you got them their favorite chocolate you got them a new notepad that they've really been wanting you got them something to help out with their career something that meant something to you like an inside joke or something like that it's to it says here that it's not filling their bank account it's filling their emotional bank account which i actually really like that so the fourth love language is quality time and that's having people's undivided dedicated attention so for example going out on date nights that's really nice whether that's going out to a restaurant watching a film or whether you just have a chill night in together and i know like you get a takeaway and you just chill together you can that's also very difficult especially the past few years because COVID and also finding time in people's schedules. But I think showing that you can schedule time for someone you care about is really meaningful to people. That's what I believe. And it's also, you can even like text messages, phone calls, like FaceTimes, that's still quality time spent together. Like you're still communicating and you're still having open and healthy time together. I just wanted to touch in with these love languages. It can also be used in platonic friendships or platonic relationships, stuff like that. Like you can still help each other out. You can still compliment someone. You can still spend quality time with each other. Like it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. I just wanted to talk more on the romantic relationship side of it for this episode. So love language five is physical touch. For example, that could be as simple as a high five or a fist bump, or it could be cuddling it could be kissing it could be like if they know if you know that they've had a bad day offering a back massage stuff like that and it can a lot of people do crave like physical intimacy and physical touch so I think that's one of the most common sort of love languages that most people have but of course there is the other four or you might experience or the feeling of love three different ways or a mixture of them all or you might really appreciate all five you might not be able to say which one you appreciate most and you can see how you then reciprocate love to other people and which one you sort of use so i actually decided to take the five love languages test just to reiterate what i said earlier on i thought i'd read out what each one was so my top one is receiving gifts and it says, don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gift fries on the love, thoughtfulness and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring you the gift to you. A missed birthday or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are heartfelt symbols to you of someone else's love and affection for you. So... When it came to that, the whole quiz is like, would you rather a hug or someone help you out with a project you're working on? It's stuff like that. And it's, um, I don't know how many questions it was, but each of them are like between two options of which you would rather have. So like I said, I'm 40% receiving gifts. I don't really do romantic relationships as such currently. So I was thinking about my what I would want in one, but also my friends. And for example, me and AJ, we're always like, we buy each other bottle of alcohol and then we like share it together or he 
would get me like some candles because he liked he thought I'd like the smell of it or for example Gemma she would get me flowers when I was sad and that really means a lot to me because it shows that they're actually willing to spend like the money that they worked for on me and that just means a lot to me the next one oh no same the next one is acts of service and a description for that oh I'm 27 percent acts of service so description of that is can helping with homework really be an expression of love absolutely anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes the words he or she most wants to hear let me do that for you laziness broken commitments and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter when others serve you out of love and not obligation you feel truly valued and loved so like i said when i was thinking of relationships i find it if i've got like some artwork that i want to do i find it really nice to have Gemma help me with it or something that's really nice is when i'm got really bad cramp or something like that aj has this heated blanket he'll get me or like he has this massage chair that he'll put me in and it's just little things like that which really show me that they care about me because they're thinking of what I actually need in that situation. So I really like that. The next for me is 20% words of affirmation. Actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words I love you are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirit sucks. Ooh, English. Sends your spirit skyward. Insults can leave you shattered or are not easily forgotten. You thrive on hearing kind and encouraging words that build you up. This is very true to me, especially in the dancing career that I'm in. Negative comments can really bash you. So to have some support, especially my career is the most important thing to me. Like, it's what I've worked so hard for. Obviously, friends and family as well. But I'm saying, like, for me, something that I built personally is my career so having people support me in that and be proud of me and the work I do that really means a lot to me the next well the next two are actually tied at seven percent so physical touch a person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy hugs pats on the backs and thoughtful touch on the arm they can all be ways to show excitement concern care and love physical presence and accessibility are crucial while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable unforgivable and destructive appropriate and time when he touches communicate warmth safety and love to you when i took this test last it was this february so we're now in november so quite a while ago i was on zero percent physical touch and that's because i don't like people like touching me or stuff like that last year i was essayed and since then i do not like it so to see that it's gone up to seven percent it is scary but I guess it's good that I'm like building a little bit up like I don't mind hugs I don't mind high fives stuff like that but that is still something that I'm working on and next time is quality time which is also seven percent in quality time nothing says I love you like full undivided attention being there for this type of person is critical but really being there with the tv off fork and knife down and all chores and tasks on standby makes you feel truly special and loved Distractions, postponed activities, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Whether it's spending uninterrupted time talking with someone else or doing activities together, you deepen your connection with others through shared time. I, obviously I love spending quality time with people, but I do that so much already that it wouldn't, it's not 
as important to me because I know I do that already if you get what I mean like like I said not interested in romantic relationships currently but my I'm always spending quality time on my friendships so it's not as a bigger thing for me personally and now I wanted to talk about what happens if you and the person you're talking to or your partner have different love languages now this is something I face firsthand with a previous ex of mine having a really high percentage of physical touch and mine being on zero and it became quite clear that I could not meet his needs and that put a lot of stress on me from the situation and himself and we couldn't make it work there was other factors that we could not make work but that was one of the main things because it became one thing about your love languages if you and your partner don't have the same you don't demand that person to give you the love language like where my top is gifts I wouldn't be like you have to buy me a gift if like I don't know like three times a year you got me a really nice candle or a crystal something like that it would mean a lot to me but I'm not going to force you to spend your money on me. I think that's ridiculous. Same way as someone shouldn't force me to have a physical, intimate connection with them when it scares me and I don't want to, which isn't fair on whoever that is because it's it's hard. It's really fucking hard when it's being demanded of you and you can't do it. It makes you feel like shit. So, yeah, I think it's important to recognise boundaries 100% I think they should always be set in a relationship straight away that's just my personal opinion but that's what I found works is setting my boundaries straight on the table seeing the other person's boundaries seeing how we could work it and respect each other like it's the foundation of a relationship is respect trust honesty and I think the only way you can respect each other fully is to respect each other's boundaries and I think that's often forgotten a lot is instantly toxic which I don't think is true obviously if you're arguing every single day of a little thing and you feel trapped and you're not happy at all in a relationship then yes it is toxic but it is healthy to have I don't want to say like screaming rattles but it's healthy to not always agree with your partner and to be able to have an open discussion about that obviously I'm not saying scream and shout at each other but I'm saying if you disagree with something that your partner says or that you don't appreciate your you should be able to communicate that and work on a solution together it shouldn't the whole point of a relationship is that you two are together it's not one v one it's you two growing developing evolving and building together like that's the whole point of it and that can be scary to a lot of people when it comes to commitment because there's always the fear of maybe getting hurt not enjoying it being broken up with falling out of love like there's so many different factors and I struggle with being scared of being hurt or just left or something like that a lot and one thing that my good friend said to me was if you love someone you've got to, you've got to do that risk and it's something I've not been able to do because uh, I haven't found the right person for me to want make me want to do that I haven't been able 
like I've been in some relationships that I'd always be anxious and I, that means that our personalities weren't correct together like and that's completely fine not every relationship as much as I want it to be forever it's not going to be forever and that doesn't mean that I'm a bad person it doesn't mean that they're a bad person it means that we weren't good for each other and I do struggle with the fear of being just abandoned or forgotten or something like that even when it comes to like regular relationships like friendships when it comes to my family my friends my career my work peers stuff like that I do struggle with that and that's something that I've been trying to develop but I do hold what my friend said when it when she said that if you love someone you've got to be able to put that aside and you've got to just trust that they're not going to hurt you and nine times out of ten it they won't hurt you if they are right for you but obviously it all depends I think another huge thing in relationships is balance like it can't always be 50 50 sometimes your partner's gonna have a bad day and it's gonna be due to 80 that you 20 vice versa but it should never be like one person doing 100 another person doing zero that's maybe like a day if this person's feeling horrific like really ill struggling with their mental health something like that but not every day I should not be 100 and zero and I think on social media it's always portrayed as 100% and 100% every single day and obviously relationships aren't going to be like that every day the whole point of social media is that you show your best moments and I know now people are showing their struggles and stuff which I think is really important but the majority of time it is just the happiest moments you can't look at a relationship and be like oh my god they've got the perfect relationship they never argue they feel so secure they feel so much love because that's probably not the case like I don't think anyone in this world has the perfect relationship because the perfect relationship doesn't exist now i want to move on to some of our listeners questions so roxy asked how can i find love without being online slash doing it through apps and i think this is a really good question thank you so much roxy for your question i personally am on tinder but i don't really use it that much i talk to a few people like and then it just goes to nothing so i prefer meeting people online i find that going out to events is really nice especially like concert concerts or stuff like that because then you know that you have this one at least one thing in common um friend of friends like going out a lot I think that's your best bet of meeting ev- anyone it can be quite difficult if you're introverted but it's great if you're extroverted because going out more will probably increase your chance of meeting new people and then you can see how it develops through that so that's my personal opinion on that. Wendy asked the question, thank you so much Wendy for your question. She asked, how can I stop my partner draining all my energy? I think space, but not space to the point where you're like, oh, I need space. Like, yeah, the typical like, oh, I need space. We're going to break up. I would say space within the relationship so spend some time apart go out with your friends do stuff that you enjoy focus on your career go to work if you well I mean I hope you'd enjoy your work go and work on a hobby something like that like having time for yourself which then the time you do spend with your partner you'll be more invested in in each other you'll be happier and you'll enjoy it more so it's really finding that balance between focusing and working on yourself and then developing in a relationship together 
So by space, I don't mean like break up, you're done with the relationship. I mean space within a relationship. Damien has also asked a question. Damien, thank you so much for your question. And he has asked what my favourite life lesson is. Oh, goodness. Um, there's so many life lessons that I've been taught. I think the main one I've had to teach myself is not everyone's out to get you. And it's okay to feel love and it's okay to trust people. I'm talking more about friendship point of view because I spoke about relationships and how I feel about them earlier on in the episode. But friendships, like, it's okay to trust not everyone is going to hurt you and you're hurting yourself more than anything, more than people could hurt you. So, yeah, that is my favourite life lesson and I'm really glad I learned it because I think it's really valuable. Obviously, I cannot cover everything in a relationship in one episode, so I might do another episode in the future, which you'll hear more about in a couple of weeks, what will be coming in the future, which I'm very excited to share with you guys. Yeah, overall, I feel like this is, it's a difficult topic for me, because I have so many sort of, I don't want to say issues, but struggles based around romantic relationships. Not saying like, oh, I can't do it but the anxiety and stuff it causes puts me in a not good place so I can't do it yet because I'm still working through it so to be able to like talk about it I can only go off what I've experienced and what I know which hasn't been great but I know that there is soulmates and twin flames and just love in the world and I hope you know that too if you did enjoy this episode please like follow the podcast and if you're feeling extra leave a review and i'll see you next sunday for another solo episode love you all bye bye